welcome to Oral Fixation. My name is Andy, and in each episode, we take a formative queer album and use it as the backdrop for a conversation about music, gay history, and our own journeys as queer people. It's not easy to create a music podcast without the music. So, in the interest of legal transparency, any audio samples under copyright that we use are entirely for the purposes of review and critique. This episode, we discuss Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen, which was released by Interscope in 2015. We hope you enjoy listening. Oh, 50? Yeah, because we all go to 50 anyway, so... Okay, okay. Um, Buzzfeed, buzzards, and TMZ crows. Are you... I get the impression that you're excited about this I I have not... I am very excited for this. Because it's... We kind of... I guess to give the listeners a little insight into the process when we are deciding what albums to do, we do have a list and we have like a general kind of... We definitely want to tackle this one. We definitely want to tackle that one. And we want to tackle them in an order that keeps things fresh and um, Very varied and has a different sort of... We, we cover lots of different types of artists. Mm. But this one we kind of just decided to do relatively on the fly, right? Or had you been thinking that we'd be doing it for a while? I think um, I wanted to do it because it's a very, very fun album. Mm. Um, I, on my research and listening... Um, it's pleased me greatly to um, find out that she more than fits any of the parameters we've set on this podcast for what defines a queer album. Care um, to indulge? Well, first I want to know why you're in my bed topless. Um, <laughs> you just said come over. We're close, but we're not that, <laughs> we're not close. that close. We're just mates. Um, well, I went to the gym earlier and uh, had a bit of a sweaty sesh and I didn't want to get... Uh, I had I didn't have a change of clothes and I only had a sweaty shirt on and I didn't want to get the sweat on your bed lest it stain or besmirch the beautiful cotton sheets. Yeah, and um, it's times like this that I'm grateful this is a podcast, not a vlog. Yeah. Because I can see your sweaty t-shirt hanging over there on my handle and... It's West. I think it used to be white. <laughs> <laughs> And I've, yeah, and now I've just got my tits out for you. So, um, you're welcome. Here we go. Um, what did you know of Carly Rae Jepsen before we, you know, what, speaking about the process, it is fun. And me and you, I think, get a lot of enjoyment out of planning and deciding what to do. And um, when we decide about a week before we're going to do an album, mm. we both listen to it. Endlessly, I can always see you popping up on my Spotify. I can see you as well, yeah. Also, Shah creeps on our Spotify. Shah creeps. She sends screen grabs and, and sort of guesses what's coming up. You're a creep. <laughs> yeah. Um And it's a, real, it's a real pleasure. It's a real pleasure part of doing the research, just listening to the album mm. on loop. Yeah. And, um, 
Sorry, so you were going to ask me what what did I know of Carly Rae Jepsen? What did you know of Carly Rae Jepsen? So my perception of Carly Rae Jepsen up until this point of time, when um, Call Me Maybe mm. first came out, which is not on this album, but was her first hit, right? I was like, great, cool, but one hit wonder, like, see you later. Yeah. Um, very novelty. Very novelty. Yeah. Um, since it's kind of become a bit to me, Call Me Maybe is almost kind of I Kissed a Girl Rising. Yep. In that whole, like, when Katy Perry first came out, I was like, we're never going to see this girl again. Mm-hmm. And then obviously she went gangbusters. But Or Mysterious Girl, Peter Andre Moon. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he obviously went on to have an incredibly pr- prolific career. And we will be covering Insania on a uh, episode of Oral Fixation at some point We've soon also the got future. the whole New World cover. Oh, of course. Um, Katie Price, Nay Jordan. Jordan. Um, so, Call Me Maybe happened. I kind of, I guess I was interested in it from a cultural point of view, but not, I wouldn't, I didn't like download it and listen to it. Mm. Um, and then when Emotion came out in 2015, 2015? Maybe around that. Yeah. I think it was August 2015, because I checked and we'll come on to that later. Mm. But, um... I was in a relationship with a guy who I'm not going to name because I don't think he'd want me to, but he, music was his passion. He loved music and he loved like good, clean, well-produced music of any genre. Mm. Oh, sorry. Was that me? I think my phone's on silent. Oh, maybe it's Ella because we're using her. We're actually using (laughs) different recording hardware tonight. Um... I left my laptop at home, so at work, so I'm using my housemate's laptop. Doesn't affect the quality, guys. No. Doesn't affect how much you'll enjoy this. Um, yeah. Don't worry. Just some BTS mm. kind of uh, intel there. Anyway, so uh, he was obsessed with, like, yeah, good, clean pop music. Um, any any kind of music that was really well produced and sort of... He was obsessed with, like, fucking Pitchfork and all that, you know? Like, mm. he'd, he'd care about the ratings and stuff. Anyway, that album came out and and he said to me, have you heard Carly Rae Jepsen's new album? And I think I literally went, lol. And he went, no, (laughs) listen to it. And I did. And um, it it really sort of, it struck me as really, really high caliber, Mm. well-researched, like good bubblegum or whatever, but like, Incredible flippant pop music, mm. if that makes sense. Like, she's definitely looked into pop. There's a big 80s influence, of course. I think she's probably looked at her contemporaries. Immediately, Taylor Swift kind of comes to mind. We'll maybe get onto that in a bit. But also, I think people like um, Grimes and other kind of maybe a bit more left field. People playing around with pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, it is quite... It's it's formulaic, formulaic, but also quite experimental. Mm. And um, anyway, so I listened to it um, and liked it, but then haven't really listened to it much in recent years, apart from obviously your runaway with me's cropping up in uh, various memes. Mm, and we'll get on to that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, um, liked it. Didn't really listen to it. Listened to it again and kind of re-fell in love with it and mm. listening to it in the past, like, week and a half, I'd say. Yeah, um, a near enough identical experience to my own, actually. Um, wrote Call Me Maybe Off as a novelty because it just got on my tits. Yeah. It was everywhere. Mm. And um, reading about her before this episode, 
I think she actually found that quite frustrating in a way, in a kind of like, not a first world problem, but hey, this is amazing, my name is known all over the world now, but no one actually cared about the rest of that album. Yeah. And I don't know that album very well, so I won't pretend to, but she has said in interviews, um, there was some really good music on that album, but no one cared because they just wanted the song. So I understand, it's interesting, that frustration that could come with having a bloody multi-million single-selling pop success but um yeah just didn't pay her any dues really and then when emotion came out that was like my peak pop twitter usage yes so i was immersed fully in the gaze of pop twitter the twitterverse and um she was just everywhere this album specifically was everywhere and people were shookathened <laughs> also though after a while eventually it kind of leaked into the mainstream. Mm. I remember listening to like other podcasts and hearing uh, straight people mm. being like, like straight guys mm. being like, oh my God, have you heard Emotion by Kylie Rae totally. It's so good. Yeah. It took a while. Yeah. But for, as we know, first come the gays, then come the girls, then comes the industry. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think immediately there was this image around the album that... Um, it wasn't getting its mainstream dues. Right. And he, it was. It was kind of almost like a medal of honor to show that you loved this album because it was something to be proud of. That um, mainstream culture just was ignoring it and mm. letting it fly by, and people were going, "Oh my gosh, this is so amazing!" But I also find it kind of special that not everyone else loves it, and I think that's always been part of the appeal of this album and Carly Rae Jepsen, and many other pop girls in her kind of calibre right now, her contemporaries. I think of people like Charlie XCX. Yeah. Definitely Grimes. um, Kim Petras. Mm. um, This kind of, like, new generation of pop girls. None of them have ever reached the dizzying heights of someone like a Britney or a Gaga or... um, I don't know who the... Or Ariana or a Taylor. Yeah. Very much far below that stratosphere. But the music they're putting out is kind of universally recognised as being awesome i think especially with someone like carly ray who started like grimes was always cool mm. and i think even i'd say kim petrus is is kind of very cool very cool carly started as this novelty act mm. whether she wanted to or not that's how she was consumed mm. and then with emotion when that came out emo- wait emotion or emotions uh, emotion emotion yeah no, no no i was right um the song is emotions I is think, it? I'm, sh- I th- I'm sure the song is Emotions, but the album's definitely Emotions. I think, I, I think they're both the same. And the only reason I said that is because on Spotify it came up, I searched Emotion and it came up like Emotion Song or Emotion Album. But anyway, have a check. Okay. Um, but with, unlike Grimes and Kim Petras, as I was saying, who kind of like were, always had that cool factor, when Emotion came out... You're right, it's, there's no plural. Singular. No plural, singular, yeah. just one. Yep. Um, it was that feeling of oh, she's actually quite good. And I think, like, mm. the, the perception of her was, oh, Carly Rae, Jepsen's, Carly Rae Jepsen's album was actually quite good. Like, you kind of had to... Like, I remember being at a dinner, dinner party where um, my ex-boyfriend was like, no, seriously, listen to it. Like, people were laughing when he was saying how good mm. Carly Rae Jepsen's album was. And he was like, no, 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 really, like, just listen to it. Mm. Like, I, I promise you. Mm. And I think that, in a way, that's, that's quite queer. Like, to have an expectation put on you or be undermined or feel like you're you're viewed in a certain way and proving 
people wrong or mm. like, you know, rising up above it and kind of maybe taking the the feedback and the critique that she got from that first song or album or whatever and saying, okay, no, I'm going to show you bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, um, I think that many of the songs on Emotion demonstrate a personality or a character who's very aware that she feels different and that she'll probably never be one of the cool girls. Mm. But actually, that's okay. Yeah. And um, we're all fine with that. Love that. Yeah, I think that that actually comes up in quite a few songs on the album. I've been really listening to the words. Have you? I don't think... It's interesting, I don't know if you meant it the way it came up, but when you used the word flippant, I think I knew what you were going for, but I don't think that there actually is anything flippant about the production and the creation of this album. I think... I wouldn't call it... um, not manipulative, but you know when people really like, like, uh, manufactured in a negative sense. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been meticulously it's like, crafted. It's been like deliberately manufactured. Uh, yeah, but drawing on thirty years of pop history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking about. Sure, yeah. and like really nailing. That makes me feel a certain way. I want that in that song. Mm. Like that. That speaks to me. That's the song that makes me throw my fist into the air. That's the song I want to pass someone on a dance floor to. Oh. Um, that's the song I want to run away with someone to. Yeah. And I think she took all of those things and she worked with... Did you see the powerhouse of producers she worked with? So I know that... Didn't Sia write some of the songs? Sia's on there. Um, Greg Kirsten, who has worked with Pink and Adele. Okay. And Kelly Clarkson. Um, loads of like incredible Scandinavian producers. They're you love Scandinavian producers. Yeah. Ma- is, was Max Martin? There? I don't think he's involved, but so kind of contemporaries. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I can't pronounce his name, but it's Ariel. It's a name I can't pronounce, so I'm not going to try to. Versace. No, it begin. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he. I believe him or his brother's in Vampire Weekend. Oh. Are you into Vampire Weekend at all? I, I've dipped my toes into the... I've had like a sort of a dirty weekend, but I haven't gone on holiday with them. Sure. Um, <laughs> Vampire Weekend, I see as kind of like the male boy version of Haim, that they're Ah, this real indie band, but they've got such an ear for a pop tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And the boys in that band have their hands in so many pop bangers. They've written for so many people. Um, So this guy, Ariel, can't pronounce his last name. He's He's written for so many people, Kylie, Madonna. Um, I'm just, I'm going to listen to this podcast back and think, wow, you just missed out. No. Like he... Is up there. Not too dissimilar to um oh, what's his name? Your your Jack Antonoff. Yeah, I think he's on here. Oh really? I'm sure he's bloody involved. Okay. But he's a lot of Taylor, isn't he? No, he's very he was basically it was Taylor and him doing 1989. How do you pronounce that name? Ariel uh Reichstad Rexstad? Rexstad? Dev Heim's Blood Orange. Oh shut up! Who's Heim? Actually Heim, what? so Heim. Are actually the credited on it's like track six or seven or something. Oh, I love they that. that. Yeah. I love that. Because so okay, cool. so what I was saying before about like flippance, just to clarify, because you you actually said it better than I did, but I feel like this album is like kind of it's like a Trojan horse of an album. Yeah. So you kind of like go into it thinking, oh, there's a song called Boy Problems, and there's yes! like, you know, like yes, and you just you think it's about all this surface stuff. Yes. But then actually, when you listen to it, it's mm. this deep 
it's it goes much deeper than that and it's like more crafted. Yes, that is on my list of songs that I actually wanted to discuss for that precise reason. Right. Um, I was literally listening to it on the walk home tonight a few hours ago and the tune is just like any other really good pop bop but um, what she's... What do you think she's saying in the song? She's actually... There's like a two-way conversation going on. Yeah, because it's like, like... She's getting annoyed with her friend who constantly talks about guys. And then, then she becomes like, that friend. But then she's like, I no, broke up with right. my boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much kind of the pop version of that Miranda Hobbs meme where she's like, come back to me when you want to talk about something other than men. Yeah. How um, is it that four smart single women can only talk about guys? But then also Carly acknowledging that we're, we've all been We all bitch. just... And then because Miranda comes back and she's like, let's talk about guys. <laughs> you know? But actually, yeah. that Like, because as I was listening to that song, I was like, oh, fuck, I've been that friend. But then I've also been yeah. that girl. Yeah. So, duality. Yeah. We, ca- we contain dualities and Carly is here to make it clear. Welcome to the stage, duality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um glad I got that response from you because I sent you that as a WhatsApp the other day and you didn't respond. Sorry, I was really busy at work and it was really funny and... Um, Those two little blue ticks. Sorry, the, sorry. Uh, Sometimes you 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 really <laughs> are, you know, your WhatsApp game is on point and I don't, <laughs> I don't give you, I don't pay you the, the just desserts that you so rightly deserve. But I'm here to say on the mic, thank you for not only that iconic play on Dua Lipa... Um, but everything that you give to me in digital text format and IRL. Um, can we, can we, I know that you've got a list, but let's just start with Runaway With Me. Oh my God. So I'm, it's, it's a shame because it's almost kind of become a bit like that, has almost come a bit of a, become a bit of a piss take because it's been memed so much. Perhaps. But. Um, it remains sacred and pure for me. And and I. I don't know if you know this about me, but you know I have like certain different like um, specific types of song that I love. Mm. One of my types of songs that I love, which I'm going to make a playlist of, is songs that make me feel like I want to run for the hills at the dead of night. Yes. Tracy Chapman, Fast Car. Mm-hmm. That kind of like, let's just like, it's... Teenage Dream. Oh my God, let's just go. Let's just get out of here and go. And Run Away With Me is, it literally is that in the title. Mm. Um, and, and that, I think, when, you, when, when, when I first listened to the album, and that was, I, th- I already knew that song, but um, that is such a strong, um, as, soon as, you, as soon as you hear that song, that first kind of like, what is it, a horn or whatever? Or like a... Da, 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 da. It's like a synthesised saxophone yeah, or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah you, you, you double S. <laughs> Another email. And it's a um, uh, computer. It's, you're basically being told, this is what you're in for. Mm. It just sets up the album and it's like, this is what you are going to listen to for the next like 50 to 70 minutes. Um, and I just love it. Mm. What are your thoughts on Run Away With Me? I think it's as close to three and whatever minutes of pure pop magic. Perfectionista. As we're going to get. And I mentioned, I mentioned Teenage Dream for a purpose. I think okay. Teenage Dream is in that category as well. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not a massive Katy Perry fan, but I think Teenage Dream is 
purity. It's like distilled magic in a pop song. And it makes me feel some type of way. It, everything you just said about that kind of exhilaration, I can feel like my, my body being propelled and I just wanna run or drive. And I feel like I'm intoxicated with um, all these emotions and even knowing that they're like synthetic and that I don't actually feel them about a person or anything. I just feel like I'm drowning. I'm like drowning in these emotions and it just feels exhilarating. Emotions, plural. There's something about that song. I, I, I don't know. I wish I could. Uh, and it's the kind of song you can imagine. Song producers are like, what? What is it? Is it um, the chords that they use? Is it, um, I don't know, the, the instrumentals, the synthesizers, the, the structure? What makes that song so perfect and makes people feel things? Is it the lyrics? Yeah, Literally I think, saying, yeah. like, like it's, there's, it's a pretty bold statement. Like, Take me to run the away feeling. with me. Oh. I'll be your sinner in secret. Yeah. Ugh. And um, I read, I did read an, an awesome review of the album, which um, the reviewer picked up himself. Um, what makes that song in particular so queer? Okay. And, um, I actually hadn't thought about this myself. Oh my God. But, go um, he described something so articulately. He, he mentioned a few songs in the end, but he said, Run Away With Me um, the most symbolizes why um, queer gay people just fell over themselves with this song. Um, it makes you feel um, some kind of way about, um, not secret, but a, hi- a hidden romance almost. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's just between you and someone else that you feel like you can't share with the world, but you and this person, this Bonnie and Clyde, you against the world, you've got something. And... Um, it has to stay hidden for some kind of reason, mm. but um, y- you just feel compelled to run away with each Let's other. Let's throw caution to the wind. Yeah. Who wrote, do you know who wrote that article? Um, no, I can find it. We, or we can just link to it in the episode description. Yeah. Because um, it might be like interesting for people to read. Yeah, totally. I actually, did you send it to me and I didn't read it? No, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, no, that's, I love that. It also, yeah, it also definitely makes me feel that kind of cool nostalgia for something that hasn't happened like I okay, feel nostalgic no, keep going keep I, going I feel nostalgic for um something which I, I don't know uh, like there is there's nothing to be nostalgic for but I feel nostalgia I feel I feel like, like okay. a mourning for something which is lost but celebrating that it happened like a holiday romance something, right something that you're never going to get back that can never be replicated never can be duplicated but you're so happy that it happened because it made you feel so good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mean, do do you think you feel nostalgia because it sounds sonically like it could be from a decade gone by? It makes me feel the same way that something like Heaven is a Place on Earth by Belinda Carlisle makes me. Specifically when that door is slammed in San Junipero. Uh, I'm about to cry. Oh my God. Um, It makes me feel that same thing inside my chest. Yeah. Um... Have you heard about that really cool thing that was circulating a couple of years ago? Um, some random guy made a video on YouTube um, of Africa by Toto. Okay. Filtered um, through all these sounds, probably in GarageBand, which made it sound like you're in your bedroom and you're listening to it being played 
at a party next door. <gasps> oh my God. Okay, oh my God, I love this. And... And it makes you feel sad. Right, and it captured, it went utterly, utterly viral. Um, and someone wrote this amazing article about it in the New York Times where they said, what is it about this random video which has just exploded? What's making people feel this kind of way? Because all the comments are like, oh my gosh, this makes me feel an emotion I didn't even know I had. It's yeah. this really weird thing that almost, do we just not have a word in the English language for this? Well, is it like, because I haven't seen that video, but I can imagine sitting in my bedroom, listening to, to Toto by... Um, Africa by Toto playing in another room. Because that song is so kind of, it is nostalgic. It's from like a sort of a, a bygone era, but it's still played quite a lot today mm. and gets everyone dancing. It's like you're, you're, and you're set, there's like a party going on and you're not invited in, and you're separate from, from it. And you, it's, it's full of sort of like longing. Longing, yearning. Yearning. Um, and the video actually, um, uh, created all these spin-offs. People started doing things like, um, I don't know, random 80s song, but played as if you're in a abandoned shopping mall and you can hear it on the speakers. Right, creepy. Like, creepy, definitely creepy, but also like a bit desolate, a bit empty. Um, but there's just this song playing in it. I don't know. It's, okay. it's like this strange phenomenon that... Yeah, I love that whole, like, sort of giving songs a specific context. Mm. Songs with, like, cultural currency. Mm. And then kind of, like, yeah, either subverting it or kind of leaning into... Like, I wonder if that Africa Toto thing came out at a similar time as Stranger Things when the whole kind of like 80s nostalgia thing was yeah because didn't you did you know I mean I don't know if this is true or not but the the urban legend is that Stranger Things was literally created after Netflix did like a um uh some market research with millennials about like things that they love and Mm. it was all like nostalgia and um things that like they were asked specifically about like things they missed or I can't remember but it was it was created basically by market research that into... i mean that's very netflix to do that yeah, isn't yeah. it like that's anyway we digress so run away with me you feel has that similar kind of yearning longing longing yeah you, and do you want to cut to the feeling or wow, what <laughs> not on this album though right no it came it, i think it was a one-off single afterwards After. bridge the yeah. gap between that album and the one that's just been released yes um I also think, even though it's quite a happy song, it is euphoric, I think it also fits into my brief of my kind of um, crying at the discotheque. Yes. Sad, happy, melancholy, euphoria, euphoria um, <laughs> songs where... Euphoria? I barely knew her. <laughs> um, you, yeah, I, I feel like you... Because you, what, you think that they didn't end up running away together? I don't know. It seems like it's not a relationship that would last forever. It's It's... I imagine the story is more lust-based than mm. love, but makes you feel that kind of... Um, sometimes lust can be more exciting than a slow-burning love. Uh, it's a different kind of excitement. Yeah. yeah. Um, love that. I'm so... I, I, I kind of... I don't know if I fully wrapped my head around that whole... What you were talking about, the whole sort of, like, nostalgia without it happening yet. But I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I 
feel like I need to like workshop it in my mind. I feel or... there's a lot. There, there could be people listening to this thinking, "Gosh, he's talking out of his ass." <laughs> I'm sorry, if I didn't articulate that. And properly. people in this room, quite frankly, I just sometimes feel like I am nostalgic for a part of my life that never happened. Yeah, like I am. I'm nostalgic. I feel feelings of nostalgia for a certain um, period of like um, of clubbing, like dance music, and I can imagine people going out and dancing to the kind of music that I love, but I would never have been old enough to experience that myself, so I never could have experienced it. Do you mean like kind of like early to mid-90s kind of like dance house music? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So, um, which leads quite nicely into the second song, Emotion. Emotion. Mm. Um, Which is, she's feeling ten feet, ten feet, ten um, yeah, into it. I am obsessed with albums that are called a song name, but it's like not the big one. It's not like the big mm-hmm. banger. Like Emotion wasn't released as a single, was it? Um, but it's... <laughs> Andy's quite literally sipping on tea. <laughs> sipping on some truth tea. I gave up the cask wine. <laughs> there are a couple of concerned emails. Uh, thanks everyone for sending those in. And um, yeah, we had a chat. We had a chat. Um, and on the straight and narrow. Mm. Yeah. Um, on, on the narrow. <laughs> <laughs> on the queer and narrow. Um, so yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's not a filler track by any means, but it's not like, it's not the main, it's not one of the main ones. Mm. What were the singles actually? Oh, I actually couldn't tell you. I don't know if I bothered to write that down from Wikipedia. Oh. Um, but do you know what I mean it's like um, it's a sort of you've got your big starter and then it sort of goes into this quite simple easy fun like you're going to get hardcore not hardcore so you're going to get solid gold pop but you're going to have fun with it as well yes yes and um, I'm a little bit I've got to say I'm a bit overwhelmed if I wrote down every song which I really enjoyed on this album I'd just be listing the whole bloody track list Mm. I think there's Far more songs that I love than that I don't. Right. Um, I was maybe going to save this towards the end of the podcast, but I think I'll just ask you now. We didn't discuss this I'm West. <laughs> but are you aware of Emotion Side B? Uh, hold up. As in, there's what? A ne- there's like a whole other album. Um... You, Gwen, you like Gwen Stefani, don't you? Sure. So when Love Angel Music Baby, Call Me Up and Call Me Crazy, Lamb, um, came out, um, the theory goes, um, obviously Gwen was hugely famous because of No Doubt, and talk about bangers. Oh, what are what you, are you for? waiting for? Wow, what a song. Um, but I don't think anyone was prepared for quite the success that she became quite mm. quickly mm-hmm. as a solo artist. And The Sweet Escape, is largely based on leftovers from Lamb. Oh. There's a few new songs that were written for it, but um, actually it's mostly made of offcuts, which were zhuzhed up. Right, so she'd banked them. She, they just were there, left over from the studios. Right. And I just find that fascinating as a pop fan that you had enough incredible material that you just made a second album out of it. Yeah, right. And a slightly different genre, but... Um, 
Kate Bush's second album when she was just like 17 was Rush released in the same year after the first. Um, and that's mostly made of songs which were written in the same period as well. Ah. Um, and I just love that concept of the record label being like, you're doing so well, we need a new one stat. And the artist being like, well, got about eight lying around. And they are actually as good as the first lot that were put out. So is that why, because there's two um, versions of the album on Spotify and one ends, like, I think after Warm Blood or like not long after that. And then there are a few more songs. Is oh, that what you're I, talking that's about? That's not on my Spotify. Um, I'm actually not talking about it. I'm talking about there's a separate album on Spotify called Emotion Side B. Oh my God, what? Should I have listened? I, did I misunderstand the assignment? No, I didn't ask you to. I kind of wanted to see if you just do it by yourself. I didn't. <laughs> no, but you'll listen to it after. And maybe I did a disservice by not asking you to, but... I came here to tell you that... Why is it not on your... Is it under bloody um, EPs and singles? Maybe it's there. (gasps) Emotion Side B. I am here to tell you that those songs are no different in quality to the original album. And I'd say probably has more of my favourites than the first one. Oh my God. Okay. I wish I'd known. But, I mean, any you want to call out? First time is up there with, I think, um, Cut to the Feeling. Okay. And it actually starts Wait, with... Wait, Cut to the Feeling or Run Away? Oh, sorry. It? Cut to the Feeling. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It actually starts with um, the sound effect of a cassette tape being turned around and pressing play. Oh, my God. And then the music starts in... Just play it. Am I allowed to? Oh, I do know that one. So good. Love that. Um, higher, I, I've higher. got to give a shout out now to, um, I, I, I don't know if I can call her a mutual friend since you've not met her, but my one of my closest friends, Sophie. Sophie, shout out to Sophie. I am on a group WhatsApp. Oh, I am on a WhatsApp group with you, me and her. So I feel like we've met. You're, you're friends. We'll call you friends. Hi, Tom. Um, she's a huge Carly Slay stan. Is she? Yeah. And um, she actually works for the same company that I do. She works in the UK and I work in Australia. And Does, um, she, does she? Yep. How did I not know that? She's she's up in Manchester. I thought that thing. you um, met her at Disney. Um, I... I well, here we go. We did. I actually met her at the interviews for Disney, and um, we kind of sort of took ourselves off for Nando's after. Hot. And then I think actually over a year later, because the interviews were in the May, over a year later, I went out to Disney and um, started in the June or July. We had an incredible time together. And then... Um, yeah, we've done all sorts together. We did six weeks around India with our friend Mal. We um, Then I moved to Australia and a couple of years in, she moved to Sydney with her friend Hannah and she got a job at my company and we, um, we've, we've had a lot of fun and a lot of nights of debauchery. Um, in various countries. She's, and she's that kind of girl. She's that kind of gal and she's a Carly Slay... Stan, Stan son. So, um, when the newest album's release date became um, public knowledge, <laughs> <laughs> I sent her a calendar invite uh, saying, wake up, Carly's album's out. And look, we want to talk about You love calendar. calendar invites. I do. I actually live on calendar invites, yeah. Um, why, why did I bring Sophie up? Because she loves this album so much. And me and her talk about Carly Rae all the time. And um, just today, I sent her a screenshot of the song Higher. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Which I firmly believe that if someone like Taylor Swift put out would spend weeks at number one. And I think that is part of the charm of Carly Rae, that you're in the know if you're a fan of hers. Yeah. If, if you're a Carly Rae fan, you've tapped into something which the mainstream still isn't fully aware of. And that is part of the appeal, at least for me as a fan. You know I've seen her live. No. <laughs> really? Yeah. What's she like live? Uh, okay, so picture the scene. Um, Brighton Pride 2017? She's very that. She's very Brighton Pride. Um, so is Kylie, actually. Brighton Pride. Is Kylie doing Brighton Pride this year? Yeah, this year. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, anyway, Brighton Pride, over the past, I'd say, decade has just built and built and built and built and become this huge juggernaut as it deserves to be um and yeah i think it was 2017 she or 2016 she um performed uh, no this wasn't the same year i also saw alexandra burke perform at brighton pride at one point she stopped halfway through broken heels no halfway through hallelujah and said, guys, sorry, but you're not giving me, the crowd's not giving me enough and I really need you to, I feed off your energy and you're not giving me energy. Fair play. <laughs> anyway. That's uh, certainly an elephant <laughs> in the room. <laughs> elephant acknowledged. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, me and my friend Joe, shout out to Joe if you're listening. He listens to the episodes of um, albums that he likes and knows, so I think he'll probably listen oh. to this one. He's one of those he's of a fair weather friend <laughs> um, but no really really good. one of my best friends and um, and then also Sarah who uh, is a good friend of mine as well um, one of Joe's childhood friends there, there was a big group of us going to Brighton Pride but the three of us went into you had to pay to get tickets to go yeah. into the park the three of us went in and went and went to see Carly Rae Jepsen and she kind of got Call Me Maybe just out of the way yeah and then she basically just performed Emotion in full wow and it was so good and it was one of those like really kind of you know how when we went to see Casey Musgraves the other day everyone in that room knew all the songs and was just like there for it and singing along because I I think because it was Pride everyone just got the brief and knew exactly Mm. what was going on and loved all of the songs and um yeah it was just it was really really wonderful and she was she was very sweet Mm. she wasn't like a sort of it wasn't a all because it was a pride event, and she only had like a. It's like a basically like a festival, mm. so it wasn't this all singing, all dancing kind of you know um, spectacular production or anything. And I don't think she's that anyway. Yeah, I don't think she's that kind of pop star. Um, I don't know if she has an enormous amount of personality. Right. I guess you can't take that any other way as a bit of a vague insult, but I'm not saying it as a negative strictly. Like, I don't really care. I'm sure she's a very clever person. I'm sure she's great to hang out with, but I don't see her as a pop personality. I see what you mean. Um, Because, I mean, also, not that it matters, but didn't she... I think she's like... Is she like 33 or 34? Mm. So emotion would have come up when she was, what, like 30... She got her break on Canadian Idol, I believe. Oh, no do the Buddha. And she's married... Married. She's managed by um, Justin Bieber's manager. Right. I had a connection through sort of YouTube or something. It's ca- Canada. Blame is, Canada. Is Carly Rae our first Canadian oral fixation? Um, let's go... Th- I don't... Yeah. We haven't done Alanis yet. We haven't done Alanis. We obviously haven't done Justin. We haven't yet done Justin. Brooklyn Heights. 
Um, I'm trying to think of other like oh we haven't done Avril we haven't done Celine Celine oh that we actually should do Celine mm. I actually want to do an episode where we talk through the first singles we ever bought yep and one of my and mine was a Celine song but mm. more on that in a later episode let's talk about some more because you've said that you love so many of the different mm. songs on this album I'm going to ask you and then I'll do some of mine. But talk about some of the specific ones you really like. Because people love to hear about them. Um, my number one, which I have frothed for um, since re-listening to this album, is definitely Warm Blood. Oh my god, that was... I nearly said his name. That was my ex-boyfriend's favourite song. Okay. Um, I do have that really cool beep sound effect, though, as well, if you do accidentally slip up oh, and say it. Oh, okay, well, it was his favourite song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that's the kind of um, sexier, a touch darker counterpart to Run Away With Me. Uh, okay. Um, in that it makes me feel kind of a similar vibe. Um, very much uh, sweaty on the dance floor, making guys with someone. Mm. Um, <laughs> warm. Bloods? Mm. I... The blood's pumping around your body and you're, you're making eyes. You're thinking, okay, there's this guy. Uh, I'm another guy. And we're two guys going to do what two guys do. Potentially. Hmm. If it's consensual. And yeah. You said that better than I could have. <laughs> I think um, I really amped up the sex appeal in that mm-hmm. description. And so, this yeah. room's getting quite hot, as it does when we've been here for 45 minutes. And I'm naked, and, nigh on. Um, but that song is incredibly sexy, and um, but still makes me feel that uh, touch of like sadness or yearning or longing. Mm. Almost like it's someone who I'm really deeply infatuated with, who I can't have. Do you think, because... I think we've maybe discussed this before, but for me, that pinnacle of at the top of the pyramid, crying on the dance floor, pop banger, but about longing and yearning and having something you can't have, is um, dancing on my own, yep. Robin. Do you think that that a lot of the reasons that we as gay or queer people love those types of songs? Do you think, like, we don't even know? It's almost this kind of, like, um, what's it called? Subconscious thing seeping in, into us. And we, like, we don't even realise why we love it. But obviously that's why we love that song, because it's about having something that you can't have. And we as queer people would have felt that in a romantic sense probably quite a few different times. Yeah. Same with maybe something like Warm Blood. I think definitely at a young, formative age in particular. Yeah. Um, definitely wanting something which we couldn't have. And it's something that I think anyone can tap into whether they're oh, yeah. queer or not but it's specifically I think um, something that a lot of queer people can empathise with for yeah. sure um, and there's a sort of romance or and glamour yeah. in um, not being able to have something I'll never have it. him yeah, yeah there is something quite cinematic about that yeah and, 100 um, yeah so One Blood what do you think of One Blood? Um, I liked it knew it because of um, the oh, yeah, okay. amount of beep. times the yeah. beep yeah. Um, played it um, and loved it I think some of my favourites I love uh, Your Type how does that go again? I'm not that type of girl does that have the really good guitar on it? than a friend um, no no okay alright um, sorry I'm just trying I've got this new bloody phone I'm just trying to open it up Oh, face ID. Did you also have face ID? No. It recognized, oh, it didn't that time, but yeah. Um, let's get lost. 
Do you know that? Mm, not one of my favourites, but okay. Happy Again, for you too. I see like a sister to run away with me in that kind of let's literally run away, let's get lost. Yeah, let's, she wants to head somewhere, doesn't she? Let's lose the Jokers. Let's LTJ. Yeah. Um, making the most of the night again, yeah. kind of. Yeah, cool. Actually, yeah, there really is that theme of like let's just like fucking like yeah. get out of here tonight. Yeah. Um, LA, LA, LA hallucination is weird, and I love it because yeah. it's weird. Yeah. Um, it did. Okay, I am just going to quickly bring it up now. I've gone west. To, <laughs> to play Devil's Advocate. This album came out about a year after 1989 by Taylor Swift. Oh, I'm glad we're talking about this. Okay. Yes. I think that whilst it's not directly informed by it, mm. I think the reason I think that they're similar is because mm. I think that they both did the same thing. Mm. I think that Taylor, say what you want about Taylor and I don't, totally stand her till the cows come home but I do think there's a lot of unnecessary hate towards her and I, I think that she's quite good okay great um both like I was saying before you can just tell that Carly's done her research I think Taylor did her research too mm. and kind of almost found this formula for good pop yeah and um Taylor and, knows a good pop formula and ended up both creating quite sonically similar at times albums in that whole kind of there's, to me, in, in 1989, there is, again, that whole kind of, like, nostalgic yeah, 80s definitely. kind of yeah. vibe going on. Even the imagery of the album and, yeah, yeah, mm. sure. And then, like, you've got in LA Hallucinations, you've got the whole, like, um, BuzzFeed, Buzzers and TMZ Crows. And then with Bad Blood, you've oh, got, sure. like, um, oh, my God, has it? Band-Aids, Dumb Fix, Bullet Hole. And there's, mm. there's just, like, I just, I feel like they are kind of not bizarro versions of each other, but they're, it's almost like two cousins that both got into music and like did their own thing, but you can tell that they're related. Uh, yeah, I think that there definitely is a link between the two and I think you've nailed it quite well. Thank you. I would say, um, I think they both set out to do similar things, um, to create an album of feelings and emotions using direct references from eras of great pop like the 80s and 90s. Um, I think... To me, this is this is not shade to Taylor. This is a personal, my personal reaction. I think 1989 is a masterpiece. I think um, emotion feels more intimate and warm than Blood. 1989, which potentially feels a bit more sterile and more on the manufactured side. Okay. Um, that does not mean my enjoyment of it is any less. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe um, emotion just feels a bit more sincere but that's just off the top of my head yeah no fair fair enough um another song that i have been like completely frothing over is black heart but that one's not on there's like two versions of emotion and that one's on the first version of emotion i think it ends after when i needed you and then there's black heart and i didn't just come here to dance in favorite color that are like extras random do you know black heart um i don't think it it, it pulled me. Okay, I just, I listened to it, and, and that was actually the one that reminded me most of Grimes. Yeah, right. There's okay. kind of like an, uh, uh, she does this vocalising thing that's quite like, similar to um, a Grimes song called, oh, what's it called? It's called Something Eight, um, from that album that like everyone loved. Um, uh, Fill for Time, Visions. 
Um, what's the name of the album? That's and the song is called album. Eight. The song yeah, is called yeah, yeah, Eight. Great. Um, awesome I'll, album. We could we we could quite easily do Grimes. We on could the do Grimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I really did you a disservice by why? not asking you to listen to Side B because oh, well. I, I kind of just wanted you to. I don't know. I just wanted to see if you already knew it, but. Um, I have to give a few shout outs to some really strong songs Please on that. Do. Well, in that case, then, in this instance, I can take on the role of the... I can, I'll be a live audience member. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, the One is a great song about the gay experience in 2019 oh, or 2015. The, specifically, the gay experience. <laughs> no, but the lyrics are basically, I really want you in my bed and I really want some romance, but that's it. I don't want any more. Get out of here. T. Yeah, true D. Um, <laughs> there's a great random... I thought this was so novelty, but the lyrics do show something a tad deeper. There's a song called Store, which is like... Sorry, Store. I'm just going to the store, to the store. I'm just going to the store. And it's like, what the hell is going on? But whatever. And then um, one of the best ones on the album is a song called Roses. So I hope I spoke slowly enough there for me to be able to edit... Um, oh, them in. All it's of them hard. in. It's I've really hard. I really struggled with editing Gaga. So, because um, we're like, blah, 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 blah. you guys probably don't know this because it sounds so seamless and professional, but me and Drew kind of divide the editing quite um, evenly and we will do like alternate episodes. And um, we've we've been on a bit of a journey, haven't we? We're, would yeah. you say we're grand uh, garage band kind of level, sort of, or out of 10? Uh, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I, I, you know how they say that we only use like what ten percent of our brains. Yeah, whatever? I think I'm only using like five percent of Garage Band for sure. Yeah, but it's doing the trick. Um, yeah. Feel free to um, send in the uh, episodes that you think were best edited, yeah. and, um, <laughs> and whoever loses has to do a dare live on air. Hey, warm blood. Uh, I yes. copied this in from an article I read. Um, it basically matches the BPM of blood pumping through your veins. Seriously, test it out. Put your wrists up against your laptop with this blasting out of the speakers, then promptly switch over to some real headphones because this is immaculately produced. That's hot. That is so hot. That's really hot. And that's clever. Yes. Um, okay, I wanted to run this past you. Run it. Um... Going back to why uh, the whole thing about Carly Rae, is she queer, is she not? What makes her different from the other pop girls? Why do the gays run to her um, and use her as a kind of, you know, a bit of a patron saint for even um, within gays of a certain age feeling still a little bit left out in their tastes, maybe. Right. Um, there's a sense that... Pre- I'm reading this out from something from an article. Is it the same article from another guy? I think I have to link to it. We, yeah. We, yeah, we will. We, whoever you are, like, great article. Thank you for being a guest on this yeah, podcast. you are an unofficial guest. There's a sense that pretty much every song and emotion is a form of wish fulfillment. Okay. Jepsen will never be the call girl or the it girl, which is, I think, where some of the criticism that's lobbed at her stems from. Instead, she acts these situations... With a fairy tale like charm, I do kind of get like a bit of a manic pixie vibe from her. Right. Um, she almost, you almost get the feeling that she's having an internal monologue with herself, thinking of things she should have said, or moves she wants to make, or feelings she wishes she felt. I think we all know what that's like. You're ringing bells with me, Tom. Jepsen is living vicariously through her music, and in turn, we're living vicariously through her. In that way, it's a dream of a dream of someone else's reality. Does that sound like a massive pile of tosh to you, or do you get that? I mean, I smell what he's stepping in. Sure. That's, yeah. 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 
into that. And that you said at the beginning that you think that there are quite a few different reasons why you feel that this album or Carly Rae Jepsen, I can't remember I reckon which, both. Are quite queer. Are there any other things or reasons that we didn't hit on that you think... I mean, I think we've, I think we've said quite enough, quite frankly. But yeah, is there anything... I mean, because I just saw your... <laughs> the alarm just went on. Um, oh, I'll, I'll get that. Oh, no. <gasps> no. Tea, oh, no. Nah, let's wrap up now. Okay, um, there has I've, been a tea spillage, guys. Um, I, I want to hear from you, the fans. Um, <laughs> what's your favourite song on Emotion? What's your favourite song on Emotion side B? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll have a listen and then <laughs> come back to you next week, I guess. <laughs> Um, um, is there anything else that you wanted to say? Uh, not really. I think we covered all of the points I wanted to make. I might just like really super quickly just double check all the songs again. Um, In the meantime, I'm going to do the whole Instagram thing. Okay, go for it. I'm going to try and do it as good as you. Go for it. Follow us on Instagram at Oral Fixation Podcast. Um, this is at Drew underscore down underscore under. I'm at Andrew. Who do you think? Oh no. Andrew, do you think you are? Yeah. Um, when you say this is, you mean like I am. You are. You are. You are. Yeah. Because actually someone messaged me recently to be like, <gasps> I don't know who you are. Are you the guy who was doing yoga or are you the guy who was swigging the gin? <laughs> and I was like, quite proudly, I'm the gin guy. Drew's the yogi. I'm the yogi, but I'm not averse to sipping on a gin. Um, anyway, yeah. No, carry on. You're doing great. Um, if you subscribe to us yeah. on Apple and Spotify. Yeah. On Apple, you can leave us a review and give us stars. On Spotify, they don't care about that, so that's fine. Um, but the stars really do help. The stars aren't blind. <laughs> coming soon oh my god iconic um also we'll make a playlist of yes. one of our favorite carly songs yes i wanted to ask what are you listening to right now uh, give me a song you listen to today okay uh do you know what i'm actually listening to so much right now is and i'm late to the party on this one but i'm getting into lizzo Okay, so you are getting into Lizzo. I am getting... I'm, I, it's been a process, but I'm getting into Lizzo and I'm obsessed with a song of hers called Soulmate. Yep. Which is basically about the fact that we are our own soulmates and it's just very on brand for me. Awesome. Um, how oh, about yeah, you? Oh, you did send that to me the other day. Yeah. yeah. The, and okay. the first uh, line is about how she used to go out with the Gemini and uh, let's just say it ringed bells... It rung... Oh. Rung... Bells with me, doll. Um, who are you listening to? Um, well, the other day I listened to a new podcast of favorite po- uh, podcast of all time, Desert Island Discs. Uh. Um, Pat McGrath, the makeup artist. Oh and yeah, her music selections were banging. I need to listen to this actually. She really, kind of on brand for me. Very diverse. Um, the Rain by Missy Elliott, where she samples "I Can't Stand the Rain." Lol. Um, I don't, you probably know it. Um, and also, randomly, do you know Malcolm McLaren? Vivian Westwood's ex-husband. Yeah. He's, he's, he started the whole punk thing with her, then he was yeah, a music yeah, producer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, this, she picked this song by him called Madame Butterfly. Um, Madame X. Which is, um, <laughs> not listening to her. Um, and it's like this 80s, 90s house dance song, which samples an aria from the opera Madame Butterfly bonkers but love it oh my god I love that um I quite at the end of each episode should we should we say what we're listening to at the moment that's quite fun yeah I like that um cool the only other thing I was going to say that I just remembered is that the song All That Mm. by Carly Rae Jepsen on Emotion didn't you think that the beginning sounds like um Making Love in the Rain by Herb Alpert oh 
Listen to it again after this. I think that was my fourth most listened to song of last year. Was it? Yeah. You love making love in the rain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, uh, thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in this week. And we will uh, be coming in your ears again soon. Hmm. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, did she say what the password was? Oh, she did. It's... Beep. <laughs>